This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at WarbyParkerTrial.com slash red. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 99 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I am your host, Amy. The penultimate episode before we reach our our centennial centennial episode. episode. I am so excited. (laughs) And I am your co-host, Dana. (laughs) And I'm excited because we are... We're sorry. cheating to get there. I'm sorry. Yeah, we are. I, I am. I'm thrilled to get there. I've been I've been waiting for this. I don't know why. It's like watching this the odometer roll over in your car. Sorry. I'm or watching the, the the clock turn to eleven eleven or you know twelve twelve or something like that. So well, yes, it's true. Yes, simple pleasures. What can I say? Ninety nine. Well, we've done a lot of work, and like you said last week, it's we have had. Many more uploads to our podcast feed and Apple Podcasts and it, but to get to 100, to know that we've been around for coming up on three years in June Mm -hmm. and having such a great and loyal audience that keeps tuning in. It's and, and growing, which and is really nice to it's see, too. growing, I mean, we yes. Love ev- we love every single one of you guys, but the fact that every now and then we get a few more, and then a yeah. few more, so nice. That means they're telling their friends about us. And we appreciate that. We totally do. We totally do. But, you know, I am as excited as you are for the 100th episode, but I am very excited about today's episode well and i know you said we're cheating to get there to the hundredth episode because we have decided not to overload this one episode with three huge pieces right from jacksonville because we got so much good content we did and actually we got more content that we could really fit into i mean two shows and yeah i said cheating we are just adapting the format <laughs> a little bit so if we were to go back and rename this podcast today would be the the run podcast the run podcast because yes this week we are breaking up the show we would normally do a running segment an eating segment and a drinking segment but there's so much to break down from jacksonville for you Tonight is the run episode, the big half marathon and latter half of our booby trap challenge recap, and a wonderful interview from a breast cancer survivor. Yeah, we're not only going to talk about the race itself, we're going to talk Mm -hmm. to a person who epitomizes or embodies the reason why many of us are running this race. And who has been affected by the amazing support in the Jacksonville area. From, from Mayo Clinic, Mayo from Clinic, Donna from Foundation. the Donna Foundation and the Donna Marathon Weekend, all of that. Yeah. And we did not want to skimp on that. So no, no. that is the focus of this episode. And then tomorrow, or in our next episode, the 100th episode we will go back to our roots yes and we will present you with a video podcast for the eating portion of our show this week we love that when we we hear from you guys out there you tell us that 
our descriptions of the food make you hungry, and mm. that's and we're going to do our best to oh, keep yeah. doing that. But sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words, and maybe a few thousand words if it's a moving picture. Oh, so. We got some fantastic video of oh, the food from so that good. we're going to talk about on tomorrow's episode. We're oh, not, yes. We're not going to give too much away. Yes. And then... Plus an interview there. Yes. And you can listen to it, but really, you know, you should check out the food. Yeah. The video feed, if you can. If you're newer to the show and you've only known us as a audio podcast, we actually started as a video podcast. And then as we started building our audience and hearing from you guys, we started hearing over and over again, I listen to you. I listen to you. And we'd ask, <laughs> well, do, do you watch us? And they're like, what do you mean? Are you on YouTube? We're like, well, no, we're, we're releasing this as a video podcast. If you've got, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, it plays video. And they're like, no, I, I listen to it. My phone's on my armband or in long my pocket run, on my long whatever. run. And they didn't even know that all this video we'd been shooting and editing and, and doing titling on yeah. that was, was even there. So uh-huh. we, we said, you know, we're working awfully hard. <laughs> To, to deliver an audio podcast, and we can just deliver an audio podcast. But there are some times when video content is very appropriate. Yeah, right tool for the right job. And I just think, I, I know that in this segment we try to aptly describe, but really, the video interview... It's awesome, and we can't wait to bring it to you for our 100th episode. And then... On the following day, yes. so three days, three episodes, Yes, we will be coming back to the standard audio format, mm-hmm. and we had an opportunity to sit down in an, a, a fantastic brewery in the Jacksonville area and sit with the brewer owner. Yes, the brew master, if you will. Yeah. So it was, and that's not something that you often see. You'll, you don't often have the brewer also be the owner of the brewery. So mm. uh, we, we've got a lot of great stuff to share with you. Mm-hmm. So. so tomorrow, the Bearded Pig and co-owner Chad Muncy. That's the food portion video. And Check it out. Then the next episode, the 101st episode, will be an interview with Ron Gamble, who is owner and brewmaster at Veterans United Craft Brewery in Jacksonville. Three days, three podcasts. I would always say 100% <laughs> free, but I don't... It is 100% free. It is. So three days, three podcasts, and we can't wait for you guys to check it out. But yes. let's, let's let's get down to brass tacks, because part of the reason yeah. I'm also yeah. as excited as I am is because we're back at Donna, and this is the big, oh. the big race of the big weekend. And I, Sunday, there is just something about Sunday. The race starts at seven thirty, and you start. It's a it's a mass start, and it's in the Jacksonville Beach area where the five k and the social shakeout run took place. It's a mass start with the marathoners. There are, there are not really corrals as there are just kind of sections of, of pace groups. You self-segregate. You, but, but really, you don't. You're interacting with so many people, and you're just, you are elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with survivors, with people running in memoriam like us, with people supporting the cause, doctors like Dr. Edith Perez, fighting to find a cure. It's amazing. It really is. And the families, the the waves of, of pink, S- some people mm. are in, you know, really serious running gear. Other mm. people are in, you know, crazy yeah. zany costumes. Yeah. It, 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 it's just such a convivial atmosphere. It runs the gamut. I mean, people are so motivating and so encouraging. And it is, make no mistake, it is a Boston qualifying course if you are a serious runner. But if you are a back-of-the-packer, a mid-packer, or somebody who is passionate about this cause, this is the race for each one of those populations. And there are plenty of people in every category. So Mm. if you are going to go out there and, and go for that 
that personal best, you're going to be in great company. If you are going to walk the whole thing, you're going to have plenty of people right there with you. Yep. And there are even going to be a handful of people who've been running since the night before doing the ultra. Ultra, yeah. And they did shout them out at the beginning oh of the race, letting people know that the the ultra marathoners started the day before. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So that was um, uh, th- that is just such an amazing uh, start of the race that that big corral. But let's even back it up a step further. Oh. Let's go back to transportation on race day because I know that a lot of people, if you're coming yeah. to Jacksonville as part of your runcation, oh, yeah. you're you've stayed in a hotel or an Airbnb or something like that, and then you got to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because you've heard from us over the last couple of years what a party this is. Oh yeah, and how there might even be adult beverages along the course, and mm. you might say to yourself, self. Mm. I'm not going to run and partake in adult beverages and then drive. Right. So or, what do I do? Or in the Runner's Village after, you know, the party. You, What are you going to do? And we really push and advocate for Uber, Lyft, rideshare service. Yes. Yes. But let's just start with driving. If mm. you are going to drive there, you absolutely can. They have a great website that tells you where the... Runners should drive and park. Mm. And this year they did the parking for their shuttle service Mm -hmm. at the same place that they did packet pickup. The expo, yes. At the expo, Mm -hmm. at the, it was the Shriners Temple. The Morocco Shrine. Morocco Mm -hmm. Shrine. Mm -hmm. And it's an enormous facility, Mm -hmm. an enormous multi acre um, parking lot and field adjacent to it. Plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. Mm -hmm. So if you're driving in, you can drive there. And they have a constant stream of local school buses. Yeah, ready to go. Acting as shuttles. Mm -hmm. And it's about a 20-minute drive from that location to the drop-off. And the Mm drop-off is actually where they used to hold the expo. Where they held it last year. Yes. Last year. And... Uh, this is an old abandoned Kmart, Kmart. I mm-hmm. believe. They use that parking lot. Yep. And then you basically walk across the street and down the block, and you're right there at the Runner's Village yeah. from that location. It's at very, the start. very convenient. Mm-hmm. What if, though, somebody wanted to take a ride share, Amy? Well, Dana, you and I have learned from this experience. Boy, have we. The morning of the 5K, requesting a ride five minutes before you want to leave, no problem. No, not a problem. Requesting a ride the morning of the half or the full, that Sunday, not so much. We tried and tried and tried in the half hour before we decided to drive to the side of the expo and get the bus transportation. Mm-hmm. There was just no rideshare available anywhere. No, they they weren't showing up on the map, mm. and there was just no luck getting anybody to come to where we were at. And we were staying at an embassy suites on Bay Meadows Drive or Bay Meadows Road, not very mm-hmm. far from the interstate and really right. only about a 15-minute drive from the Morocco Shrine and about a 20 to 25 minute drive to the beaches themselves. Yeah, we were very centrally located. Yeah, we, we've chosen this location a, a couple of years ago and we keep coming back there because it's generally pretty central to everything in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's the Embassy Suites up there. So it's a Hilton property. They're not a sponsor, but it's a great place to stay. Yeah, we like the included breakfast mm-hmm. and, and the, the two room suite. We had mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff to haul around from running gear, our luggage, stuff for the podcast. So mm-hmm. it was it, it, the uh, the two room suites tend to work out really well for us when we're traveling. But there yes. are tons of options up there. I mean, Jack- sure. Jacksonville is the largest city in the state of Florida by land area. Mm. There's no shortage of hotels. Right. But on a Sunday morning, there is absolutely a shortage of ride share. Ride share. 
So, <laughs> um, if you're going to do rideshare on the morning of this race, we yeah. highly recommend availing yourself of the opportunity to schedule that ride ahead of time. Oh, I wish we had. So, we had to pivot on the fly. We headed over and we ended up getting the bus transportation. Which was fabulous. It was awesome and very well organized and very well executed. It was. I just, I think that's a good tip for people if they really do want to participate in rideshare. Mm-hmm. So. So you you get done with, uh, you get off the shuttle, you walk over towards the runner's village. Mm. You're kind of walking down the, the road where the, the race start is going to be. Mm-hmm, the first quarter mile. And you basically, you get to this intersection, which is kind of the main street along that that or it's the last street before you hit the beach itself. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep walking, that's where, if you've watched any of our social media, they have this this colony or this this group of porta potties. Yes. And <laughs> it's controlled chaos at this race because they don't have them very f- they're not far very apart. far. Well, they're not far apart and they're not far. I mean, they're at the start line oh, basically. Yeah. It's it's the only race I've ever seen do that. I just think it's just it's the close proximity to all the businesses, the runner's village, and the start, and it's all really close together. I think it's very well executed for the amount of space they maximized. Yes. And I think that the runners were very well organized into lines. But I yes. have another tip about the porta potties. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't tell me about this. Yeah. I was just thinking about our experience because, you know, you got to have that last minute stop before you start. Otherwise, you may be dipping into a porta potty on the race course. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you're not going to. And they're uh, they're very well positioned throughout the course. They are, actually. But, you know, I mean, that we'll last that. that last minute urge there. The, the lines are very well executed and the runner etiquette for all of that is very well done. But I will tell you, based on my experience last year, right before the race, bring with you a travel package of of tissues. Or baby wipes. Or baby wipes or some kind of toilet paper replacement. I agree completely. Because we were there... You know, I mean, maybe 10, 20 minutes before the start. We started 7.30. Yes. And there was no toilet paper in multiple portalettes. Right. And I, I don't know if that was a lack of them restocking them the night from the night before. I don't or know. Or if it was just everybody hit them in the morning. Uh, the, and it got just slammed. Right. So I, I had a package of tissues in my pocket and I was so glad that I had them. Honestly, that's a good general running tip anyway, because regardless of the race, you don't know what the conditions are going to be right. in the porta potty that's available to you at the moment you need it. And I'm just trying to be practical. I'm not trying to be crass or disgusting or anything. No, no, no. I mean, anybody who's been into running for any length of time, especially if you start getting into those half marathon distances yeah. Yeah. where you're going to be out on the road for more than an hour. I think that it's it's very smart to plan for certain inevitabilities. Logistically, yeah. And, and that's a really good tip. I, so. I, I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Just get a travel they pack dissolve. of tissues, people. Be prepared because you just never know. Yeah. That said, that area was generally very well kept. Mm-hmm. The, like you said, the lines were, were moving. Moving. And... It, it it ran very well, and then we just came out of our last um, porta potty stop and kind of migrated into corral placement, even though there weren't really defined corrals and per mi- se. That migration was about twenty steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there yeah, was you come right out and it. you're there. You're right there. Yeah, and they did. They they don't call them waves. They call them something different, and I can't remember what the race announcer called them, but. It was every couple of minutes they let a group go. Yes. So in waves, although, you know, like lightning starts or I can't remember what he said, but you know what I mean. 
groups every few minutes. Yes. So we were maybe in the third or fourth group. I'm going to say we were in the third group mm-hmm. because I started to record the the countdown for the start. And then they they went, and then all of a sudden, you know, we weren't moving. And I'm like, all right, well, this is, uh, what's going on up there? Well, then I realized, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we're in that staggered start right. procedure. So. Right. And then they, they've got music playing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of you know, loud pop music and a great um, race announcer. Yes, and you can really see the Pacers, too. The Pacers were in yellow, bright yellow tops, and then they had their little flags, and you could tell the marathon Pacers apart from the half marathon Pacers because the half marathon times had H's next to them. Right. So you could tell who it was that you were going to try and fall in and follow if you were going to do the same intervals as a pace group or try to keep up with a pace group overall. You'd figure it out real quick if mm-hmm. you if you picked the wrong one and you were yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do a do mine in four hours and something, and they're running way faster than you, they're probably a marathoner. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we finally get through the start. And that first block has a whole lot of crowd support. Yes. And it is a mass start, so you do have some congestion. You do. And it it but it flows very well. Yes. And it's actually pretty quick moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No problem there. And people are, are really great about race etiquette at this at this race, you know, staying to the right. Some people jumped up on the sidewalks as we went along and passed some of the businesses. And who should pass us but Jeff Galloway? The man himself. Yeah. You see him trotting along and his his running short pockets are sticking out. And that's because he's got a bottle of of defizzed Coca-Cola in each one. That's his sport drink of choice. Yes. But um, it may be old school, but it's... it's, It works. It works. It's good school. We've we've done that before. He stopped real quick and, you know, said hi and... It was. Uh, he was moving as he said hi, and then he just kept going. Yeah. Well, I mean, he slowed so, down. Yeah. He'd stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we saw him. Also, highlights before we turned and started to go into some Jacksonville neighborhoods. I was expecting later on the course there to be donuts and muffins and and possible adult beverages, which there were. Little did I know there would be jello shots even before mile one. Even before mile, I think, point two five. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Next thing you know, she's like, Dana. It was funny. She's holding up this little uh, plastic ramekin with a jello shot inside of it. And I'm like, oh, it was great. Oh Lord. I, I see was how like, this yes, race is going to go. Let's go. Because, hey, as I said before, we are not in it for time. We are in it for a PR in the experience. Yeah, and and the experience really did start right at the very beginning. Yes. That first that first block before the first turn. Oh my goodness! Had tons of people out there with noisemakers and signs and costumes mm-hmm. and you know giving high fives to runners and oh. cheering you on. And I think you stopped for a photo with a couple and. I mean, it was just so much fun. There. And then when you make that first turn, there was a repeat uh, supporter. I don't know if you saw him or with not. The, with the bubbles? With the giant. Gigantic bubbles. He, he's got this these two wooden dowels. I love a it. rope dangling and a, a rope loop dangling. And he, he's making these enormous soap bubbles. And he has, I think he had a fan set up. and So that they would like wave onto the course for the runners? It was, it was really cool. And I, th- I think that's at least the second year we've seen him. Yeah, it was great. Doing that. It was great. And then it's a very similar, if not, dare I say, the same course as last year. As last year, yes. We kind of got into that turn and there were porta-potties. And then we started to get into beach neighborhoods. Yeah. And when we say beach neighborhoods, not everything is right on the water. No. These are these are neighborhoods of like Neptune Beach. Uh, Atlantic, Atlantic Beach, Beach. Ocean. It is just, uh, I mean, a little bit of everything as yeah. far as the, the, the uh, architecture. Yeah. Beautiful houses. Great houses. Streets, for the most part, 
super flat. Super flat, yeah. All paved. Mm-hmm. There's no, I, I don't recall there being any off-road. No, no, no trails, no uneven pavement. It was very, yeah, very nice, very safe. Not really hilly. Not very hilly. I mean, you had a couple of spots here and there where there might be like a little. Some elevation. Know, six foot, yeah. eight foot, you know, elevation or a something. Bit. But nothing that you would call hill work, although we, we uh, people were out there cracking jokes about it. We were right there with them. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So. And the encore support, again, the neighborhoods came out. In force. In force. In force, and along with the water stops, and they were well stocked with water and Gatorade. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Water. That was the sport drink of choice. Uh, okay, I was going to ask you, was it Gatorade proper? Do That's you what they said. That's what the uh, volunteers were announcing. They Gatorade, were announcing Gatorade. And it tasted like Gatorade, lemon-lime Gatorade. So, okay. yeah. I tend to, uh, and th- this is totally a personal choice in what you're used to training. I tend to um, either, if I have water in my in my pack, I'll drink my water and use their sport drink or mm-hmm. then vice versa. This time around, knowing this race, mm. I opted not to carry any water of my own. And I didn't either. And, it, and last year, I carried a hydration backpack. Yes. And I didn't really need it. And I was going to ask you, what did you think about this year? This year, it was well-stocked. I will tell you that just because it's well-stocked doesn't mean you should skip one. Even though the weather was between 50 and 70 degrees mm-hmm. the entire time and the humidity was low, I feel like I didn't take advantage of, even though they were fully available to us and well-stocked, I don't think that I did enough hydration and nutrition because of the way I felt at the end. Were you were you taking at least one at each, or were you skipping some of the water stops altogether? I skipped some. Okay. I skipped some, and that was not good. And Jeff reminded me of that in the email exchange that we had. I was like, I was feeling pretty down, pretty lousy at the end. Your energy I, like, level I was couldn't, low. I couldn't push. I didn't. I don't know what was happening. And I tried a lot of the, you know, mental strategies and mantras and things like that. But and as as good as this race is, and as great as it makes you feel then it there i just didn't run a smart race in terms of nutrition and hydration well this is this is a trap that you get into when yeah. the weather's really good and when you remember things like oh there's going to be so much on course support i i don't need this i can skip that don't do it no i d- run your race the way that you normally run your race the way you train it yeah yeah absolutely you know we were very fortunate each day friday saturday and sunday friday was cold and windy mm-hmm. saturday was a little less cold a little less windy mm-hmm. sunday even uh, even less cold and less windy yeah. but very pleasant even yes. on sunday no rain no rain but that pleasant weather mm. it just because it's cooler outside you can get in that trap of getting Ugh. dehydrated because you don't realize that you're sweating as much as you are. Yeah. And, you know, I was focused on, oh, what is this neighborhood going to be like? And, oh, my God, this woman has a baby pig. Yes. Well, we did get to take a picture with a baby pig. So cute. It's in the episode artwork, y'all. Oh, my God. It, is it was awesome. And, I mean, there, yes, there, there were treats along the way. And we ran into a lovable extra miler from the Extra Mile podcast group. Not once, not twice, but three times during this race. Once at the porta potty lines, once when there was a neighborhood where we were coming, and then the people who had already looped around this portion kind of, it was kind of an out and back kind of portion of the course. And so we saw her, and she was waving at us, and Roxanne Baggett. The, the third time we saw her, we were on a stretch of road where some out and back also what was super close and not just uh, really divided by trees and, like, uh, 
and so we stopped and yeah, I have a, it was a two lane undivided it, it was road. two it was two lanes instead of a divided kind of neighborhood like where we saw her the first time so Roxanne Baggett we loved seeing you and that gave me such a boost of energy let me tell you and the the picture I will cherish forever we took a couple of pictures like she's hugging me and then we and then we looked at the camera so the those pictures I will cherish and a, a few moments later I would also cherish the mimosas and bloody marys that we ran into in that neighborhood <laughs> but uh but more so the friendship of the people that you meet and the encouragement you draw from people on the course yeah and we also got to see some familiar faces from the Jeff Galloway half marathon oh uh, yeah I ran into some of the pacers if any of you were following along during that race on social media when I ran in to street donuts to get the donuts at Krispy Kreme. The Pacers who were there, I, I'm trotting yeah. along. I hear them telling a story of this guy at the, this Atlanta race who was on social media streaming video live, <laughs> and he went and got donuts. And I just trotted up alongside him. And I go, sounds like a cool story. <laughs> I love hearing stories about myself. And hey, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's you. Well, I loved running with them for a spell, and I'm telling you, like. Uh, we were we were in it not for the time, so no. we we were so happy to run with the four hour pacers for the half, and to hear them talk about you, I just got a kick out of that, and also I got a kick out of the fact that they had Girl Scout cookies. Uh, some very enterprising Girl Scouts got a great yeah. idea and set up a stand and were selling cookies to runners. Yeah, and they bought them, and I awesome. think they had a couple of different kinds. They gave me some Thin Mints, and they're like, we're going to learn from your husband's mistakes. We're leaving <laughs> them, them in the sleeves and in the boxes. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and then they ended up giving the remainder to, I believe, some of the police officers who were um, protecting on us on the course. Yeah. yeah. So... That that was fantastic and, and just then, a lot of fun. And then when we were running with them, we got to run into another uh, member of the Runcation Nation, <gasps> Jim Gray, James Gray. Yes, yes. Um, that was so great. He's like, I like your beer recommendations, and we he posted that on Facebook. And we had actually seen him the day before. Yeah. Or was it the social shakeout? It was I the day before. The day, day before. Five K. Yeah, the five K. So it just again, you're 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 running into people that you you've, you've met before and and connecting and you know you're. All I love that picture with him over the running. It was and great. And just it just what a great time with awesome people. It, it is. Yeah, the mile markers are great. They're 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 huge. They're huge, and the the people in the neighborhoods. And the way that they deck out the neighborhoods, you know, the the bouncy hunters, you know, two years ago uh, when we first came to Donna and we came to the social shakeout run and we met Dr. Andy Sharp and we were introduced to that group, the bouncy hunters that raises money for the Donna Foundation and through the Donna Marathon and weekend and just they they run all over the place. And just spread their message all over the U.S. and I think even internationally. When we were running in the latter part of the half, they had done chalk artwork. Of their logo on the street. Of their logo on the streets. I mean, there were some posters throughout the course a little bit earlier, but I loved. And then when, when we posted the pictures right after the race one of them i think laura commented that's outside my house because i even in the latter stages of the race in mile i don't know 11 or 10 or 11 something like where that. her house is i saw that and i was like dana take a picture and i laid down by the logo and my first thought as you're taking the picture is am i gonna be able to get back up <laughs> and then later on after that there was beer and vodka so it was okay so <laughs> so yeah we got we got past the bouncy hunter chalk art yes it was great the beer the vodka oh. the strawberry donuts and the inflatable alien spicy the, sausage yes uh -huh. uh, and uh, some yeah it was actually um uh, homemade andouille sausage yeah that, that was great we're, we're uh, serving up on that the race vodka. course. I got to come to that vodka stop earlier so I can get the actual Bloody Mary. 
Mm. He had a deconstructed Bloody Mary. It was the Bloody Mary Sands, the Bloody Mary mix. Yes, and I also enjoyed the stop with the champagne that was really close to the beaches when they were like, yeah, man, we're out of cups. Just take the bottle and don't put your lips on it. (laughs) (laughs) And that may or may not have happened and been captured on video. It was great. It was great. It's an amazingly respectable um, I'm, I'm showing there. I, it yeah, was very. Good. I did it. But then around mile, I mean, you were you were kind of hitting a wall at I mile did. twelve, and then you right at the thirteen, as you saw thirteen, you started turning it back on. You you found Man. something inside of you because you I decided you were going to finish strong, and you went for it. Well. Down around the corner and down the chute, you're back on that last stretch, right in the middle of, um, right there near, right near um, Southern Grounds. Southern Grounds. Yeah. And you, we finished crossing that finish line, just ahead of our friends, the four hour pacers. Right there with them. Yeah. 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 So, I, I how did you feel during the race? Well, generally, I felt pretty good. Yeah. The um, I, I think that I probably dressed a little warmly Yeah. based on the previous two days. I don't think I really needed the sweatshirt. I wore a, a hooded sweatshirt with the podcast logo, and it was the only uh, thing that I had that was truly a warm piece of gear. I had other compression stuff. I had other moisture wicking mm-hmm. stuff, but I, I was looking for something to keep me warm. And if I had really thought that through, I probably wouldn't have worn that on Sunday because, but it had like our logo with the, the breast cancer ribbon and your mom's name. It had that, and it also had something that was very important, which was pockets. Yeah. And I needed that to carry some of the gear. So I get so it. It worked out well. It would have been a little more comfortable for me if I hadn't had that, but yeah. all things considered, not too bad. No, I, I wore just, I wore a long sleeve bouncy hunter running shirt under our customized race shirt that, that our friends at Pure Creator Apparel did for us with the, the logo, the specialized logo for Donna and your mom's name on the sleeve. So, Oh, and I do want to uh, shout out uh, Geo at Sport Kilt. Oh, or yes. sportkilts.com. Um, I had mentioned, I think, a couple of episodes ago, our friends at Boulder Athletic Wear mm-hmm. are no longer doing the running kilts. I, I believe they're either back to the drawing board doing some R&D, or maybe they've been discontinued indefinitely. Yeah. So I started looking for an alternative, and Geo at Sport Kilts was able to not only get me a custom-made sport kilt made specifically for this race, I screwed up in my ordering the first time, and I ordered the wrong size, and they overnighted it to me, and I got it, and I said, this is fantastic. It is my fault. Can you work a second miracle? Mm. And they were able to come through. They shipped my kilt, which was of... The McPherson clan tartan, my fa- f- through my father's lineage, um, that I wanted to be able to wear for this race uh, um, to kind of honor both of my parents. Mm. So I have my my. That's um, great. In fact, I'm wearing it right now. I've got the uh, sport <laughs> kilt uh, as we were recording. That sport kilt with the shirt that we had made to honor my mother, who we lost to mm-hmm. breast cancer in 2016. They were able to pull it off and ship it to the hotel. So when we checked into the hotel Friday. It was there waiting on Props us. to the hotel staff. And hotel staff said, hey, we've got a package for you the minute we walked in. So yeah. uh, fantastic folks. Again, not a sponsor, but uh, we are going to link to them in the show notes as well. Sure. If you're interested in uh, kilts for your everyday athletic needs, and mm-hmm. they also do custom kilts for uh, serious formal wear and uh, anything else that you might need some Scottish attire for. Nice. Yeah. So we cross that finish line. We did. We get those medals. And I say medals because Plural. we not only completed the Donna Half Marathon, we also completed the Booby Trap Challenge. Which is the 5K on Saturday and the half on Sunday. Or some people do the 5K and the full marathon. But it's two races in the race weekend. And so the, the half marathon 
was a nice, elegant combination of that dolphin kind of artwork from years past, but also of the... The running pink ribbon. The running pink ribbon that is um, telltale of the foundation, like the cornerstone of their all of their artwork and everything you see around town during the entire Donna Marathon weekend. Yes. And the booby trap challenge medal is two seashells that look like they could be the top of, like, you know, Ariel's costume. Mer- a mermaid's bikini. A mermaid's bikini. A shell bikini. And this year, it, they were bright orange shells. And they're just, it was just great. Yeah, the the half marathon medal and I believe the marathon medal both were using kind of a stained glass look. So that was were, cool. They were translucent, light passed through them. They were just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then this one, uh, the booby trap just had that bright orange, yellow orange color mm-hmm. with the glitter and just very eye-catching yeah. and you know great ribbons. Yeah. Can't really say enough good. I do think that the, the race medals... Not the booby trap challenge, but the the half marathon medal is a little smaller than years past, Maybe. if I remember correctly. Maybe. But the detail in the medal, I think, was excellent. Yes, yes. And you know what else was excellent? The runner's village after, with mini bar donuts, with some... Southern Grounds coffee, yet Southern again. Grounds coffee yet again. Yes, such great stuff. Whataburger... They had um, a company that was doing pizza. Fla- flatbread pizzas that they yeah. were cooking out there in a in a copper oven. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. It was all the same stuff from the Runners Village that we talked about. Plus, in the plus white claw was it? Well, they had uh, options, and you, you of course had non-alcoholic options. They sure. had plenty of water, soda and water. Yeah, soda and water. Mm-hmm. They had Miller Light as opposed mm-hmm. to Michelob Ultra, right? And then they had White Claw. Right. And those were, you, any of those options were available to you with the tickets that were included in your for race free. entry fee. Yeah, for had, free. Each, each race got you two free drink tickets. Mm-hmm. And I also liked that right around that booth where you picked up your beverage, whatever your beverage of choice would be, there were the very large pink signs that say hope and love and determination and People all throughout the expo signed them with special messages. Dedications. Dedications. And they were all around the runner's village, and we got some pictures with with one that you had signed. Yeah. Um, I, it actually, as we were walking by it, it caught my eye immediately. Yeah. I, I said, oh, there, there it is. And that's where we dedicated it to mom. Yeah. Um, in, I believe, 2017. Yeah, the first the first year. So uh, it was nice to see that they had kept those around. Those were yeah. artifacts of, of previous races. And yeah. if you wanted to add to them, you could. Yeah, it was great. So uh, just, a, a, again, a party atmosphere. Yeah. As you're there celebrating, more runners are coming in. They're doing we're, the awards, yeah. We're meeting up with people and, you know, just coming and going. And, you know, a lot of people are peeling off to go to restaurants in the area mm-hmm. or go back to pick up their cars to go out later on that evening, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Yeah. And now... We should talk about the incredible interview we had as a part of our Donna Marathon weekend. But before we get into that, (laughs) this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Warby Parker. And, you know, you've heard us talk about Warby Parker over, gosh, uh, the last several weeks and last year. Last several months. They first became friends of the podcast. And now Amy is a, a happy... Warby Parker customer. Actually, I'm looking yes. at her through a pair of her Warby. Or she's looking at me through a pair of her Warbies, but <laughs> I'm looking at her wearing them. Yes, I have two pairs. Not only one of the pairs that came from my five pair, five day free home try on, but then also I loved those so much that I went back to the site and ordered a pair that I was kind of eyeballing as well. Pun intended. Ha ha. I loved that I could select five and really have a no pressure five day home trial so that I could show you 
I could model the all of the different frames. I could post them to social media and even hear feedback from Warby Parker. Check them out with different outfits. Check them out with different outfits. Get friends and family to weigh in and then send them back. Totally free shipping both ways. And then I could get my frames that I decided on or that our followers in the Runcation Nation and Warby Parker helped me decide upon. Yeah, Warby Parker actually chimed in. So we yes, like yes. And they came to me with a hard case and a cleaning cloth that actually told the story of Warby Parker. And like ridiculously premium packaging. Yes. Just, I watched you unbox this. I'm like, this looks like expensive consumer electronics from, you know, a very popular um, elect- computer retailer. And it was just gorgeous. The box was. All of that was awesome and gorgeous and so well executed, but it was half the cost of the last pair of glasses that I got. Yeah, uh, Warby Parker doesn't think that glasses should cost as much as a cell phone. Their prescription glasses start at $95, and that's including prescription Mm -hmm. lenses. They all come with an anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. They have the hard case, the cleaning cloth. And if you need special lenses where you need to see both near and far, they will do digital freeform progressive lenses starting at $295. But what you need to do right now is head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash red and select your frames for your five-day, five-pair, 100% free in-home trial. By going to warbyparkertrial.com slash red for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, you help support our show and you get an awesome five-day free in-home trial. And if you're in need of glasses, this is an excellent resource. And so many runners like us are starting to need those glasses as they mm-hmm. uh, they get into their, their 30s and 40s. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you're going to have to get something, you want them to look great, you want them to be a great value, check yeah. them out, warbyparkertrial.com slash red. And we thank Warby Parker for sponsoring the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we talked uh, a little bit before the Donna Marathon weekend about how we wanted to bring you guys some stories from the race because it's great to run a race for a charity or for, you know, some cause. But when you get to talk to somebody who's personally affected and who's going through what it is you're running for, mm-hmm. it, it really brings it home. And there are just so many amazing stories out there. And we were very fortunate to be able to talk to this person that we're about to introduce you to. Angela Sposito. Angela Sposito is a survivor. And she got hooked up with us by way of the Bouncy Hunters group. So we have to send a special shout out and a special thank you to Dr. Andy Sharp for introducing us to Angela and her two beautiful daughters and they they ran this year the family fun run and then she happened to sit down with us and talk about how her diagnosis changed her life and ultimately changed her career path and the impact it had on her and her family all in the wake of hurricane matthew no less so we were able to grab uh, some empty seating yeah. in the runner's village yeah. and throw up a couple of microphones and record this interview with her. So without further ado, this is Amy and Angela Spacito. So let me just introduce this a little bit. We are in the runner's village at the 2020 Donna Marathon Weekend They have just completed the 5K and the family fun run, which is a mile. And we have run into Angela Sposito. Did I get it right? That's correct. Yes. And she is a survivor. And she has so graciously decided to come onto the show and tell her story. One of the stories that is so inspiring to us this weekend. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. 
tell us a little bit about your journey. It was kind of a fast and furious journey. So I um, was just a mom breastfeeding my baby and I found a lump as many women do. um, And something just told me that I should go get it checked out. So I went and got it checked out and it ended up being breast cancer. And you had a lot going on at the time, not just, not even just, I can't even (laughs) say just, being a new mom, right? right, Um, uh, How old was was your daughter? I had a 16 month old and a, she was almost three, so like two and a half, three. So so. you have two beautiful girls, you have the diagnosis and on top of that, you have Hurricane Matthew at the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. So things kind of progressed quickly. Yes. So they, um, I went and saw my OB, and they recommended that I go straight in to see a radiologist. Went into the radiologist, and as I was leaving, the radiologist tech came out and gave me her card and said, if you ever need anything, just call me. Just let me know. So I knew then it just wasn't, it wasn't just another lump or something like that. So she had probably seen it before and yeah. she was, you know, she was really nice, but it kind of set set the tone for what was to come. Um, and then about a week later, I was backing our truck up with sandbags, ready to put them in front of our garage, waiting for the Hurricane Matthew. And I answered a call that I wouldn't randomly, I just answered it, because I usually would have just let it go to voicemail, but it was the ra- actual radiologist saying, you know, I'm sorry to say your results came back and you've got breast cancer. So, And so the course of treatment was then fast and furious. And having the Mayo Clinic here was probably an advantage. A huge advantage, yeah. I was recommended to a surgeon. So um, right off the bat, I called them. I think I called them maybe that day and said, yeah. you know, I need to get in. So from there, it progressed really quickly. Um, it's it's quick, but it's slow because they they have you come in. You have to do a needle biopsy. You have to do a regular biopsy. You have to wait on onco testing. So while you know you have breast cancer, the feeling of there's so many variations, and it could have been stage one. It could have been stage four. It could have been, you know, I carry the BRCA gene, but it could have been, you know, non-genetic. So while everything happened in such a short time frame. It, you, I just can't even explain the slow motion of how everything, you know, it was just kind of like every day you get up and like, okay, so now I have a genetics testing. I mean, you should have seen my Mayo appointments. It was, you know, five a week and then three a week and then, you know, it's just yeah. genetics and it was with all these different departments. So it's not just you go see an oncologist, you see a geneticist, you see a radiologist, you see a surgeon, you see a plastic surgeon, you see a you know, your cancer doctor. So it, it's really, I mean, you can't even put into words how, you know, like things are happening, but it's an out of body experience. So and I'm sure that it feels slow, but you want it to, the treatment and right. the eradication of the cancer too, you want it to go faster. Right. And that's, I think that's what pushed me to do. So October 5th, I found out I had December 22nd, I had scheduled my double mastectomy. Um, and then from there, it kind of uh, was slowed down a bit because once they get the cancer out, then they're able to do the testing on it. And then that determined what kind of uh, treatment I had. So yes. um, whether I had eight rounds of chemo or only four. So then when that test came back, it's a scale. So mm-hmm. if I was under 25 and I had gone to the bathroom and when I came in, the paper was sitting on the table and it said 18 and I just... So that meant I only had four rounds of chemo. So that was so, a win for me. Yeah. Instead of eight with two young kids and I was still working full time. So seeing that 18 was a win yeah. for me. So I only had four rounds of chemo, um, but did the, you know, shaved my head before and, you know, made it my choice. Yeah. So and what I'm, little control you have. Uh, well, I'm sure <laughs> the, the impact on your family right, right. was so stressful. Right. And it was a very emotional journey for you. Agreed, yeah. And so this was three years ago? A little over. I had my... over three I years had ago? My, it's th- December 22nd was... This past one was three years since my double mastectomy, but I'm not even three years out from radiology or radiation or chemo. That'll be June. 
So you go through periodic checks to make sure every everything is okay. Yep, every six months. Yeah. And it's, I think that's a mental game. It's yeah. a mental long game of going in and I just had a scare because I found a lump, which led to, oh my God. and that's the crazy thing, is that it led to a... It led to a breast MRI, which led to a um, PET scan, which led to an abdomen MRI. And then it just happened to be, because then he was like, oh, we see something on your liver. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, it metastasized, possibly, scary. you know, yeah. So I'm going so down scary. with some down, you know, or I'm planning my funeral and writing letters to my kids. And I know, yeah, um, it must be but so then it hard. came and then it came back and he said, oh, it's just a lesion on your liver. And I thought, oh. Everything is okay. <laughs> I know. Everything you, is okay. So you swing that pendulum of like oh. here to okay. Now you're fine. Go about your day. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a mental game. I think now yeah. it's it was physical at first, and now yeah. it's a mental game of every six months going in and hoping that you feel a lump, and you're like, it's nothing. It's just yeah. scar tissue, or it's nothing, or you know, it, you're just having a, a lumpy day. But <laughs> but getting the treatment and staying on top of it, right, is is the message that Agreed. You, you can stay ahead of it and yes. nothing is too small to say, hey, uh, I need to get it checked out. And if you have a feeling, you just go. As women, we have this intuition yeah. and you just know. And I, there was something about it that just yeah. said, because it was little and I could have had a clogged duck and had I waited and waited, it would have been higher stage than it was. So, yeah. and it so was fast early growing. detection Agreed. is so key. Agreed, because I didn't yeah. do regular breast exams. I was 35, 36, why? You know, in your mind, no you think, family Why? history. Well, I didn't know about a family history at the time. Again, yeah, I didn't so know. So you were thinking, right? I just didn't Why? think about it. I was yeah. breastfeeding. I had two babies. It was the lowest priority for me. Yeah. So, I think that, and I mean, since then, I've been educating myself and knowing that you know, it's good to know your family history, and it it's is. good as a woman to just do checks. It's yeah. just, and anything that you feel is abnormal, it's just, it doesn't matter. Like it's. It's a simple test to find out, to peace of mind, and to, to know, to fast track your, you know, safety. Your treatment, your, your safety, treatment, your life. Everything. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. to protect yeah. your future with your family. Right. And now, we met you through the Bouncy Hunters. Right. And right. through Dr. Andy Sharp, Andy yes. and Mike Sharp. And how, how did you get involved with them and with the Donna? So it was a rant, again, random, random acts. Um, I was, I had, a, we have a mutual friend, and yes. when I got breast cancer, she said, she was like, oh, well, I know a doctor. She had some similar, you know, a similar journey, and yes. so I can remember meeting her at a bar. <laughs> like it a was small world. Co completely random. I was at a, the, with a mutual friend, we were out, and yeah. she said, oh, Dr. Andy's there. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, so I went and talked to her, and it's history from there we've just yeah. been we've kept in contact she's mm -hmm. a great source of you know just Support. somebody yeah somebody to, a sounding board to say am yeah. i crazy for feeling this is this what i should do and she's always and she's such a light she's amazing i mean i can't there's nobody like her and she can inspire and persuade anybody and so the first time i ran she said, oh. hey, I need runners. Now, how long ago was that? That was two years ago. Two years ago, and that was the half relay yeah, here at Donna? Half yeah, so yeah. she said, get a team. <laughs> get a team. Get a, so, you can hear a team in the background, yeah. too. <laughs> so yeah. we got a team. To, I got a team. I think it was one, two, three, four. So I got me, my sister, my husband, and one yeah. of my really good friends. And we did it. Nobody and, and everybody just said, okay, because yeah. that's the support that I have. And everybody said, I'm going to run. <laughs> How was the experience running? So it was amazing. I mean, the way you run through and you you feel like you should stop and you feel like maybe I can't do it. And you yeah. just see, that's an amazing thing. You, I mean, the person to the left of you has no hair and they're yeah. just finished chemo or they're in the middle of it or... You see the shirts where they say, you know, faith over fear, and you're, mm -hmm. I'm running for somebody that has already passed away, and you're yeah. like, I can run. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's the experience. It's amazing, and everybody cheering, and it's just, I mean, it doesn't even feel like it's work. Like <laughs> the way the runners are supported by the community, and the way that you connect with people right. on the course. Like we, we come every year, and we run to remember my mother-in-law who oh. we lost to oh, stage to 4 that. breast cancer oh, wow. so that's why we have her, oh, her okay. name okay. here and 
we meet people like you in the races all the time. And we have to say that you and people like Andy are such sources of inspiration and comfort to us. And we want to get your stories out there and think that you're a source of inspiration for our Run, Eat, Drink podcast audience. Oh, great. For getting up here at the Donna and running right. for a cause. Yes, it's yes. a great, it's an amazing, like, I don't think you, because I think sometimes we feel siloed and you're walking around and seeing women and you're thinking, you know, like, how am I doing this? And then you see everybody doing it. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's like a, you're you're adopted by the community Agreed. and supported. Yeah. And did did this journey actually impact your career as well? It did. I was a project manager for a financial institution. Yeah. It was successful, making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and then I decided to go back to nursing school. Oh. Yep. So I thought every day when I left my kids, yeah. they'd say, Mommy, what are you going to do? And I, it would be, I'm on a, you know, they would see me on a computer. And that's, yeah. you know, not that it wasn't impactful, but... At the point, it was tough for me to leave. So I thought, if I'm going to have to leave them, it's going to be for a more helping people and to say. So now, yeah, I would do it a hundred times over. I yeah, it's not as much money, but it's a lot of glory. So I get, you're a nurse. I am a nurse. I'm an OR and nurse, operating room nurse. Ah, okay. So I got to actually see some double mastectomies, and I've seen a hysterectomy. And to be able to hold, I get to, I don't get much time with the patients because yeah. we kind of take them in the back and then they go under anesthesia. But, you have a lot to do. But for one, you know, I can remember one lady and she, her family wasn't there for whatever reason, you know, I mean. They couldn't be Yeah, there. exactly, whatever it was. But, you know, she was kind of scared. And so yeah. I, w it was, you know, I was able to tell her without saying a lot, you know, she said, how, you know, how's my recovery going to be? And I said, from firsthand experience, and you could just see a softness in her. Like, okay, you know, somebody's here, you know, and I was able to hold her hand and say, yeah. you got this. You know, like you're going to come out the other end and you're going to be it's better be for okay. it. So, yeah. yeah. What so, an yeah. amazing journey yeah. that you've had right. with your family, with your recovery, right. with your career. Right. And for you to come on and share that with our audience. Yes. And it's we can't thank you enough, wow. Angela, for coming on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Yes. And we look forward to following your journey yes, and thank you. running with you yes, every year. any Donna race <laughs> that we can get in. Yes. Well, I thank you guys for spreading, you know, the word and encouragement. Because I think that's what it's about. Yeah. Sometimes you feel alone. But this, I hope, helps somebody. Yes. Thinks so. That's what yes, we're after. So thank you. Angela was so very giving of her time. And her two little girls were so patient. And watching her with her girls and seeing how strong she looks and how just how much fun they were having and just how much what, how great the energy was and hearing her story of mm. of survival and of overcoming and you know facing that that scary diagnosis of being right. a carrier of the gene, you know, facing that head on, mm. um, it's, it's inspiring. Yes. And her message of early detection and as a parent, her just saying, you know, uh, life doesn't stop. You've got to fight it and you have to continue to support and help your loved ones and your family. And the, the way that she did that and the, the way that she now helps people and supports people as a nurse that is, what an incredible story. And thank you so much to Angela for being so brave to, sh to share that with our audience and with us. And to see her setting that example for her girls. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. It was, uh, it was a, a great, great opportunity for us. So um, that is going to bring us to the end of the run portion of this three-part uh, Run, Eat, Drink podcast week where we talk about the Donna Half Marathon weekend tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh. We're bringing it back. We're going old school. We're going video. Video. And get ready for your mouth to water. 
Oh, absolutely. Because. The Bearded Pig is doing some incredible barbecue in downtown Jacksonville, and you're not going to want to miss this next episode where we're talking with the co-owner of the Bearded Pig, Chad Muncie. Oh, it was terrific. Such great food and such a great chat with such a successful local business that everyone needs to visit. So stay tuned for that. And then the next day, part three, the drink portion. So we have a run and eat and a drink. We are going to be at Veterans United Craft Brewery talking to the owner and brewmaster himself in his tap room. Ron Gamble sits down for a flight with us, and we cannot wait to share that with you. It's awesome. So tune in tomorrow, tune in the next day, and for now, thank you for listening to this week's episode, the penultimate 99th episode (gasps) of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Yes, and if you have a story to share or you have a recommendation of a place to eat or drink or a fabulous race we should run near you, don't forget to drop us a line at info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or leave us a voicemail at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. And guys, if you get a chance... Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. If you've been inspired by the story that you heard this week, if you've been made hungry or thirsty by anything that you've <laughs> heard on the show in the past, or you've gotten that urge to get up off the couch and run, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to get that rating and review. It really helps us out. helps the show get discovered. We also want to thank Warby Parker for their continued support of the show. Yes. Check them out over at warbyparker.com and get your five-day, five-pair, 100% free in-home trial by going to warbyparkertrial.com. Slash red. So. For now, everybody out there, have a fantastic week. Tune in tomorrow. But for now, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. And we will talk to you really, really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941 677 2733 or shoot us an email at info at net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.